Welcome back to an all-new episode of GameWare Express. My name is Adam Arinder, and it is Tuesday, September the 12th, 2023. You are listening to episode number 263 of GameWare Express, Baton Rouge's longest-running video game podcast. John Michael Carley, how are you doing this evening? I am doing well, Adam. How are you? How is that Dr. Pepper zero sugar treating you? Um, Great. There is zero sugar in it. That's what the can says. It's such great marketing. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite part about it. Do you know my favorite Dr. Pepper fun fact? Do tell. When you type out Dr. Pepper, you're not supposed to put a period after doctor. It's never in any of their marketing, and it's never Whoa. on any of their branding. It's huh. just DR space Pepper, and everyone messes that up. So if you don't look like a fool when you write Dr. Pepper, don't put the period. Maybe maybe DR is just like his first name. <laughs> maybe the, the whole time he was never like a medical professional at all. Oh, like Captain Crunch. He's not Captain Crunch. Yeah, he's, he's Captain, Captain Crunch. Crunch. It's like his like street name. <laughs> <laughs> Renee Martin, what's your favorite soda fun fact? Um, well, if we're on Dr. Pepper specifically, doesn't it have like prune juice in it or something? We were told that in elementary school. So everybody oh, would get that why it tastes awful? Dr. Pepper, ew, it's got prunes in it, ew. <laughs> well, it, I don't see prunes. They probably replaced it Plum? with like a chemical that's like Puritan Mix Were 62 Red 4. Thinking of the, um, the acesulfan potassium, maybe? Uh, yeah, but you yeah, know, we or were like six sodium, years old, so we couldn't phosphates. say that. So we said prune juice, ew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the street name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Steven and Neil are out this week. Steven's out on assignment, and Neil is enjoying some uh, vacation time with his family. Good so him. good for him, getting a chance to get away. But I have filled the fourth what? seat this week uh, with someone who shares my DNA. Whoa. Please welcome <laughs> my loving sister, Mix Alexa Kennard. Welcome Hello. to the show. Yeah, you good. You got my last name. I was wondering what you were going to say. I know, right? It, you had the same last name for like 27 years, and then you got married, and it's different. I think it's the first time I've actually said out loud. I know. <laughs> I, that's why I was, I was actually just thinking about that. As you started, I was like, ooh, is he going to Is he gonna say it? Is he going to get it? <laughs> got it. Good. It. Nailed it. So Alexa's been my player, too, for you know my entire life playing games with with me and she's been uh knee deep in Baldur's Gate as well so I figured it's a great opportunity to fill the fourth spot and have her jump in uh because that's kind of the I know the big thing we've been playing but we've been playing other things and we'll get to that when we yeah. do but we'll start as so, we always do with our intro round and I'm gonna toss it to John Michael this week for, for this week's sure. intro question so I've been playing a new game this week and it does a lot of things but it got me thinking in general for you guys how do you feel about open-ended gameplay in games so like for instance minecraft mm -hmm. okay. uh, you don't have like really an objective in sure. minecraft necessarily you create your own objective mm -hmm. uh, so it's really open-ended now is that something you like in a game or do you like a lot of like you know some bumpers and bowling sort of thing where it's going to guide you down the lane I'd say I definitely like some structure. And I, Minecraft's a really good example you gave because that's like the first game where I started feeling like old. Right. Where I don't get this because mm -hmm. I can't, I don't understand Minecraft. You I don't lose the imagination of it. Yeah, maybe I just don't have that because I need a little, I need at least an arrow over my head pointing sure. a direction. I don't maybe need anything else, but I need like a ballpark to go in. Right. And some, or some sort of objective to do something. Because, yeah, I can't make my own fun that way. And yeah. that seems, I don't know, against the norm of what seems to be popular. 
Sure. Even a game or like a battle royale, like a Fortnite we play. Right, right, right. We, we tried a lot of battle royales, and those are more open-ended. You should kill everyone to win. Right. But I never liked any of those until Fortnite released challenges. And sure. again, it gave me a direction to kind of go in and something to work towards. Right. So I need that like check the box, complete the bar, make the number go up to feel satisfied playing games. So I, I, yeah, I need something. I can't just wander aimlessly. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I feel like I need like an ending. I need end game right. mm-hmm. and I need end game content. It's kind of like one of my fears with Genshin is that like, is this going to end? I mean, it's narrative based, so it has to. Sure. At some point, the twin has to be reunited with the other half and like they have to fly into the sunset together and mm-hmm. travel on to other worlds and leave everyone behind. So yeah. I feel like I do really need a game that has an ending eventually or at least that I can like talk myself into the fact that maybe there is an ending because I do mm-hmm. play a lot of games that are kind of open-ended like your harvest moons and story mm, of, of seasons yeah. and mm-hmm. little games like that. Um, they don't really have a set ending, but I give myself like a personal goal. Like okay. I want to like fill my whole barn up with cows and like name them all. And I can have my little, you know, I, I just set my own goals sometimes in games. Sure. So Yes, I'll play a game that mm-hmm. is open-ended, but I, I have to be able to give myself a goal Wait, to yeah. end it myself. So, yeah. like, again, going back to, like, Minecraft, that's too open, right? Because, like, there is just, like... Yeah, I tried just, like, playing Minecraft, like, a few years ago, um, and it, it just it didn't grip me. Sure. But I could see how it grips a lot of, of kids. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Alexa, how, how do you feel about open-ended games? I think, game I think I'm a combination of... Renee and Adam here, like, it depends on the game. So I played a lot of Harvest Moon, really enjoyed it. Stardew Valley, I think I liked it a little more than Harvest Moon because with Stardew Valley, you kind of had that goal, which maybe Harvest Moon had it too, if you remind me, like, the three years your grandfather comes back or whatever in Stardew Valley, and he, like, rates your farm. Yeah, Um, I feel like earlier Harvest Moon games have that, but then they, like, slowly lose Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, with Stardew Valley, you kind of knew you were working towards this like your time was counting down some there's still gameplay after that obviously because you can continue your farm and everything but um and then you have a game like i've never been an animal crossing person because i i've never been able to just i feel like i don't have that creativity like my sandbox only goes so far Mm -hmm. i like zoo tycoon where it's like okay you know you're gonna build this exhibit with tigers and that's like something to do yeah but then disney dreamlight valley came out and it's like if you take animal crossing and put quests so that oh, okay. really helped me quite a bit. And of course it's Disney, so I like anything Disney. It's even better. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about the delineation really because like there are a lot of comparisons between a star, or like a Harvest Moon or, or a Stardew to Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a good example Cozy of like... Games. Cozy games. Of what well, Animal Crossing is a lot more open-ended, right? Where you kind of are is. making your own thing. And I could never get into Animal Crossing either, even during you know COVID, despite right. it being super popular and a lot of people I know putting hundreds of hours into it. Like I couldn't Maybe get even into thousands. that. And <laughs> Maybe. You yeah. never know. But I didn't realize. I mean, you say that. It makes sense. Like Stardew and Harvest Moon at least have those, again, arrows pointing in a, like, a direction to work towards. It might mm-hmm. not be your goal is to have 10 cows by year three. Yeah. You can do that yourself. But there is some type of something to achieve mm-hmm. and where you're you know you do get that kind of conclusion so yeah wow that's just like reinforced my answer because <laughs> there you go why i don't like animal crossing which no no disrespect to people who do of course yeah, no, yeah. 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 i respect their reason. creativity yeah 100 mm-hmm. mm. yes um so, what, maybe what about you 
Well, you know, I I definitely love objectives. Mm-hmm. I do like some open endedness. Um, but yeah, I, I also like to have goals set for me within a game instead of like coming up with my own. Because well, then why I'm like kind of playing the game. Sure. Um. So all that being said, um, I have been playing a new game. It's called Starfield. Okay. Oof. Yes. And the reason I ask this intro question is because Starfield is very much objective based on one side and then very open ended gameplay on the other. Okay. So it's been very, very interesting. Um, so it, it's very much a, a make your own fun game mm-hmm. or follow all the objectives. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like you can choose one. Um, gotcha. Very Dreamlight Valley. Very similar. <laughs> yes. So it's it's been you know it's, this game has come out. Uh, I, it came out I think even a little earlier. Than it came out the, last uh, week, but if you got like the premium edition, you could yeah. get early access the week before. So about two weeks exactly. total. So it's been out a little while, and you know I think the internet is generally enjoying it from mm-hmm. what I can tell. Um, however, it is starting to. I think there's some some cracks in the armor. I think people are starting to notice on this game. I think I think the big glaring point, obviously, this being a Bethesda release, of course. is is it Skyrim in space, and how many bugs does it have? Sure, because I mean, any at this point, any Bethesda release that comes out, the bugs are the always the headline, right? Like, of course, yeah. how is this game broken? Well, so I will address those points in reverse order, Adam. Okay, <laughs> uh, bugs. Surprisingly, this is the least buggy Bethesda game I've ever played. Okay, Woo. yeah. Okay. Uh, knock on wood uh, it's a large game <laughs> sure uh, there's a sure. lot in there there's a lot of content not that many bugs that i've encountered mm-hmm. once or twice i've gotten like a freeze up uh like a weird like you know pop in sort of thing but honestly nothing that's like taken me out of the game as far as bugs go okay now is this game skyrim in space no is it Fallout in space? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you killed my joke. <laughs> One <Yes>. mind. <laughs> yeah, it is 100% Fallout in space. Okay. There's mm-hmm. a difference with a less good soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because Fallout obviously has like the, the nice like 50s soundtrack mm-hmm. on your Pip-Boy and stuff. This has more Space Skyrim soundtrack, if you will. Okay. Um, but honestly, it's still just Fallout in space to me. And I, if is that bad? Is that good? That's that's up to you. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, the, the, to whoever's listening, that's 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 on you. If that's mm-hmm. something that sounds appealing, then it probably will be appealing to you. Uh, for me, I still think I like the the post apocalyptic setting of Fallout more. Okay, so is this your standard Fallout affair? You create a character. Yep. Put your skill points in. You're gonna. Yep. Awaken in some terrible situation. You and... start out on some little mining comet moon space thing, and you find an alien artifact piece. Okay. Uh, that starts your little journey. You go, your first quest is to like go meet up with this like group called Constellation. There's a group of explorers, and they're like, all right, go do space stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's up to you to go do space stuff. Okay. So you are now need to go around to like different planets, and some of these are colonized planets, some of these are empty planets, mm-hmm. um, some of them are half-empty planets with like factories or things like that, but most of them have some sort of quests or something to do on them, 
which when is interesting. Land, okay, because they yeah. they touted you know thousands of planets and all of this unique yeah. whatever, or is it just the same factory fifty times? There you this go. one's no. blue and this one's a little bit of green. No, oh, it's all, just the same blue. thing. <laughs> Uh, there there have been several things where it's like, here's the outpost, and I'm like, okay, well, I've done this one three times already. I know exactly where to go, because you just copy-pasted. Ooh, it's oh, look, like pirates again. I didn't know they were going to show up, except they did. So it almost, is this almost, again, playing the comparisons game, can you compare it to like a No Man's Sky? Because I know there's yeah, a lot absolutely. of like planetary it's, it's exploration, your ship and fly off. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like if you took the fun space travel out of No Man's Sky. That's what oh. I was going to ask. Is there like space travel? Are you like there is. Around? Oh, okay. Is it fun? No. Uh, it's pretty bad. It's actually the worst part of the game, in my opinion, <laughs> is doing anything like any of the space flying mechanics. Mm-hmm. Not good. Can, that... I mean, can you fast travel when you do that? Yeah. Okay. I saw some <laughs> yeah, news article but where some some streamer, she like flew to Pluto yep. in real time. I think it took her like seven hours. Gross. To like yeah, fly to Pluto can, from in, <laughs> but like no, I'm not gonna do any of that. <laughs> the less time I can spend in the spaceship, the better for me. Okay. Which I think you know, uh, again, it's supposed to be a space game, but it doesn't do a good job of making me feel like I want to be in space. Is it feel more just like a mechanic you skip just to get to the next generic yeah, planet? Yeah, like the planets are like kind of interesting, but once again, they don't like. It could just be anything. Are they know? procedurally like, generated or yes. do, okay? Yeah. 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 So, like, landmarks and things like that will, like, just randomly pop up on your map. Like, mm-hmm. so, uh, I guess, for all intents and purposes, you and I could be playing the same thing, go to the same planet, but find different, like, hot spots on our map. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, because, well, obviously, they're, like, not that, like... Yeah, it's not going to be, like, a connected game. Sure. Like now, a No Man's Sky. Yeah, but... but, I mean, there are, you know, obviously, like, some central main points that, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, that's, okay, that... I mean, they could have done it where, like, everyone is procedurally generated, but it's the same throughout. But I guess they want multi- if you play it multiple times, you have a unique experience. Sure, if you I go guess, to, like, you know. A unique experience of the same thing over and, over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, okay, so I, I will say this. Like, while that is an option to do, and one of the other things you can do that i kind of been, like, honestly, like, doing <laughs> more than I thought I would want to is, like, when you land on these planets, you can, like, survey them. So you can land and walk around. When you do that, they have, like, unique flora and fauna on each planet, Mm -hmm. as well as, like, minerals and stuff. So you can go scan each and every one on the planet and, like, complete your, like, planet decks, if you will. (laughs) Oh, cute. That's not, like, a lot. Like, it's, like, ten or, like, five to ten different, like, plants and animals, species that you can find. Do I have to go, like, do I have to buy the other version of the game to see, like, ten or fifteen specific (laughs) ones? Yep, exactly. In the uh, other universe. Moonfall. <laughs> another one. Uh, I mean, other... Okay, so uh, set up, we're exploring space, we're going to different planets. Is the gameplay, I guess, very Fallout? You shoot your guns, you can do... Is Vats in there? I was going to say, it's like Fallout, but with no Vats. So. What? Okay, so it's just a... Oh. Sh- it's like a third-person shooter? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, or, you know, first or third, depending on how you Oh, you can switch you on it? Okay. Yeah. Did you... Uh, Oh, wait, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, it, it's just, you know, standard shooting affair. Uh, in general, the game, uh, you know, feels pretty clunky overall to me. Well, the shooting was the worst part in Fallout unless you just use VATS. Exactly. Like, I, I find myself wanting a VATS system hard mm-hmm. in this game. So there's no slowdown, no, no. it's all live, real time. I, you, there's like a drug you can take that'll slow down time oh, okay. if you want to get into that. But, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm doing all the drugs in this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, no, nothing. No, like honestly, there's not like a unique mechanic that I can like Is really there point to. Base building. I know yeah. that was a big thing in Fallout Four. Yeah, they're, they're, obviously, all that's Sky. yeah. Again, more of the open endedness. You can build bases, okay. outposts. They are, are you into that in games? Yeah. Like when they give you. I like the idea of it, and then I'm like, never mind. I don't have time for all this. I'm not gonna like decorate this place. I will right. never be back here. I will never come back to this planet and to like come look at this base that I don't. Oh. Need. I feel like I'm having flashbacks to Pokemon Sapphire right now. <laughs> Dude, that was the best part. <laughs> yes. like, I'm gonna make my base so cool, and then like, wait, 20 hours later, where, where the my hell base did is? I put yeah. my base? Yeah. Honestly, I feel like bases in Pokemon Sapphire are cooler than the last <laughs> like, uh, game. I know. Like, if I could put, like, a cool, like, Snorlax statue in my base, that mm-hmm. might be better. But since I can't, I don't know. I can put, like, a weird space poster in Ooh. My, my, my facility. So. Ooh, a facility. That doesn't sound pet? as cozy. Uh, no. No. You can't pet no. the dog? There's no dogs. I found zero dogs. No dogs there in space, no space dogs. Zero out of ten. Hey, here's the thing. Honestly, just thinking right here live on the air. <laughs> you think live on the air? Sometimes. This <laughs> is all pre-recorded nonsense, but this time I'm getting a rare glimpse behind the curtain. Um, you know, for a space game, there are a lot of just normal humans <laughs> in colonized space for these thousands of planets. There's not, I, I've not seen a single just like, oh, it's like a human, but he's got like weird ears or something. <laughs> Nothing. No alien human beings at all. None so. of those aliens that were featured on Limited 2 t-shirts in 1999? Not at all. <laughs> oh, man. No. Holding up peace no. signs. What was, that, huh. was that Nickelodeon show Space Aces? Oh, space oh. cases. Yeah. Space cases. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that dude from Jupiter had the swirly ears. It, like the, the, Walter Jones, the original Black yep. Power Ranger, was in that show. He was after on he left well. after Black Power Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> moving up in the world. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing like that. Not even like man. That's because like not even some dude who just is like a normal human. And he's like, oh, give him blue skin. He's an alien. Like, <laughs> even try to do that. Did you play um, the Outer Worlds? Yeah, at all. Because I liked that more than this. I was about to say, it's. it sounds... Ever since I've seen this announced, I was like, wait, Obsidian did that four years ago. Yeah. And a lot of people claim Obsidian did the best Fallout game in New Vegas. Sure. So, it once again, is Obsidian making the better... Ver- I mean, ma- more, they already made the better version of this game? You know, I mean, it's... Because uh, that was Fallout... In, that's how we described, you know, that was Fallout in space right, four yeah. years ago. Like... Yeah, three years ago, whenever that game came out. So I don't know. Look, I'm not like I'm not here to just like completely shit on this game. It's not like I haven't been playing it. But I mean, it sounds like if you enjoy those Bethesda games, sure. If you enjoy those mechanics, that type of RPG, and you like space, then you probably love this game because it's perfectly for you. And if you aren't the biggest fan of Bethesda mechanics and you don't want to work around the jank or you don't like spacefaring games, like this one seems pretty cut and dry. If you are into you know what you're getting, it sounds like, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. If, there, is... if there aren't the bugs in the Bethesda game and it runs well, then it's just like, do you want to play a Bethesda game in space Correct. or not? This is, like... this is some sci-fi bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. if you like some sci-fi, great. So, like, yeah. So, if you're a fan of that, nothing you've played so far would no, deter, deter someone you. from, like... No, 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 no. It's, it's, a... not what, it's, it's what you expected. It yeah, it, like, yeah, absolutely. You know, I didn't, like, do a lot of, like, research before this game came out. I wasn't, like, on the hype train for it or anything. Uh, I just kind of knew uh, you know, Bethesda game and space, you know, yeah. kind of some of the things that were going to happen in this game. And like, well, oh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And this is mm-hmm. a perfectly okay game. Okay. It's, yeah. 
It's put it on the box. A lot of games have been coming out in the last few weeks. Yeah. And unfortunately, there are like three other games I'm playing right now sure. that I think I'd rather play over even a Bethesda space game. Yeah, I mean, new I'm or not. So, I mean, congratulations to that team putting that. that I know it's a you know a massive, a massive project being able to put something like this Absolutely. out together. We'll you know, this. Uh, it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know it's. I'm playing on the Series S, so I'm not on a high-end PC. So it looks pretty good. Character mm-hmm. models look better. It does get me excited for the next Elder Scrolls. I'll say okay. that. Okay, yeah. I feel like there's like a lot of effort that they've put into this that will show up in probably more John Michael-centric ways in the okay. next Elder Scrolls game. So we'll see. I feel like you know they put this out, and we talked, I think, last week when you were out about how now they've shifted a lot of you know, resources to the next right. Elder Scrolls game. But with Baldur's Gate 3 coming out, man, like, I know they're not the same, I, but I, in terms of medieval, you know, fantasy sure. RPGs, mm-hmm. like, they've Take got... fucking notes. About to yeah. say, they've got their work ahead of them. Yes, so yep. good. Um, you like that segue? That was a good segue. That was segue. a good segue. <laughs> that was a perfect segue. Um, because, because, yes, I mean, Alexa, we've all been playing Baldur's Gate, um, so we're going to be talking more about Baldur's Gate. Probably gonna talk about Baldur's Gate for the next couple of weeks too, just because <laughs> it's now I'm you know I'm two weeks in, Renee's three weeks in since she got her graphics card. It finally came out on PlayStation yeah. like last week, um, so I definitely want to hear about everyone's Baldur's Gate adventures. But I specifically wanted Alexa to come on because she's playing three Baldur's Gate adventures right now. I am so many. If you want to share all the Baldur's, Baldur's Gate. Gate one, Baldur's Gate two, and Baldur's <laughs> yeah, Gate yep, three. Yep. <laughs> I mean, my husband is playing Baldur's Gate two on his computer randomly because he feels left out. Very cool. But um, yeah, so I am currently playing. Well, I was picking it up solo no matter what because mm-hmm. of course I, it, it just looks great. I love D and D, so the fact that you can play D and D without a group, absolutely great. But. Uh, I found out right as I was about to buy it that there was couch co-op. And yes. I was like, this is perfect because mm-hmm. we only have one PS5 in this household. So it was great to have a co-op so my husband and I can play together. So that was the first thing we actually started. Um, and it actually it works pretty good. It's fully split screen. So like on your character creation screen. I was literally going to ask. Yeah. Creating a character at the same yep. time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. good. So you don't have to really wait like anything diablo 3 couch co-op was awful at that because only one person could bring their menu up at a time nope, nope. So oh. i was like let me fix my guy Pass. yeah i remember we quit that. playing just because of that is there no competitive character creation competitive <laughs> character creation <laughs> that would actually be pretty good it took us like an hour and a half to make characters anyway so time trials. what 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 kind of characters so for this campaign the couch co-op one i am playing a half wood elf female ranger Okay. Uh, oh, high five, please. Yes. <laughs> I'm also a half elf ranger. Yeah. Continues. And then, uh, so I picked Beastmaster as my subclass nice, nice. on that one. And my husband Weston is playing as a I forget which dwarf, shield dwarf, I think, uh, cleric, and okay. he's a war cleric. Okay. And so I think we're level three because we picked subclasses. I don't yes. think we're level four. Okay. And mm-hmm. so we haven't gotten super far on that one because I'm obviously tied to when he's available or wants to play which is Mm -hmm. fine um so we're i think we're in the druid alcove area sure still okay but i think we're actually like in the city doing stuff there middle-ish of act one yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and then so then i after that i made my solo character who i am playing a male dragonborn barbarian pretty close yeah fighter here but yeah. yeah yeah so i uh 
He's a wild heart barbarian because my tabletop barbarian is the totem barbarian. So mm. that's the one where you can pick different like animal aspects. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I it, when I saw that was available because I was really bummed at first when I saw totem barbarian wasn't an option, yeah. mm-hmm. but they just reskinned it as wild heart. So he's that. And then I am playing a online multiplayer campaign <laughs> so with three of my friends. Uh, so full party, full yeah, stack. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. So right. uh, I in that in that campaign I am a half orc, circle the moon druid, which oh, is nice. the one is the one that focuses on uh, wild shape. Uh, okay. Because you can all wild right, shape right. into the bigger or stronger creature earlier, um, and then we have a Githyanki barbarian okay. we have a dwarf druid so we have two druids but he's playing oh. the spore was it the circle of spores or whatever it oh, is cool. like the, yeah um oh, like damage over time sort of thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a um a battle master fighter dragonborn so nice. pretty much exactly john michael but yeah. not you yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was interesting it's a little weird playing online so one person controls the campaign not controls it but like owns it sure on so yeah. like that's the save file so my friend Kevin owns the save file. Oh, so basically you all are joining his game and he, kind ho- of, he hosts the game. Kind of, but okay. like we're all locked into that multiplayer server. So, so you can't play in any other of them, but you can only play when he's on? Yeah. Like if we want to uh, play, that's why I, like Kevin and I started it together first, the two of us, mm-hmm. because we both got it the same day with the early access. Um, so we jumped in. He started his... He had just started a game. So, yeah, I guess technically it is joining because he didn't realize that, like, or how to make it work properly. So he was just like, I went to new game and made a character. So (laughs) I had to wait until he got into a controllable area on the ship. Like, I I jumped in his campaign when he was on the beach, like right after Uh, he lands. Okay. And so I was making my character, but my character literally couldn't go until he was out of the cutscene. So did you also have to go through the whole opening and get to the beach and then no, have no, to no. join him? I li- or you, you literally made just the character in. and then dropped in? Yep. Where he- okay. Yeah, so then mm. Jeff, uh, one of the other guys we're playing, he's playing the Githyanki. Um, he jumped in at some point while I was gone. We were, I don't even remember where we were. And the weird thing was that for whatever reason, because Kevin and I started the campaign together, Jeff could not create his character until I came back to control my character. So Jeff had to jump into my character's body, and he was playing as my character. That's what? weird. Yeah, like it, it. So you. So I guess your character is like the one you made is like permanent addition there. Yeah. You can't continue to add new characters on top of that. Unless yeah, unless like, they're the NPCs. I think. Like I, I, uh, I wasn't there when Jeff was trying to join initially because I remember um, I was texting back and forth because we were just talking about obviously what right. we were going to play, and I was that we were almost home. We were going to dinner or something like that. And Jeff, or I was like, how's it going, guys? And they're like, actually, it's not going well. We actually need you to come back. And I was like, <laughs> oh, great, cool. Because uh, we didn't know how it worked. Like, it you know, right. just launched. So um, once I got back, Jeff was able to make his character jump in pretty much immediately. Or, or maybe that was it. Jeff was able to make his character. But I think our fourth guy, Julian, for whatever reason, was not able to make his character until I joined the campaign. Back. That's so weird. And then he was able to jump in. But it's still, you make your character, and as soon as you're done with your character creation, you just get dropped in wherever. So now, like, now that you've all four created characters, do you mm-hmm. all four have to be playing at the same not time? Not necessarily, or? because I think it treats your character as an NPC if you're not there. Okay. Um, I don't know if they would level you up, because I haven't asked that. We haven't played all together 
because we were obviously, I was just out of town this last sure. weekend. So we haven't been able to play again recently. So we've kind of just been getting on chat and playing our solo characters. But um, yeah, so I'm not really sure what happens when one of us is not available hmm. because, but from Curious, what it sounds yeah. like, for whatever reason, like you can have an NPC person mm -hmm. at the time. Cause I guess that's what happened. And for some, whatever reason, Julian couldn't make his character. I really don't know why at that time since I wasn't there, but yeah. So it, overall it, it, it's fun to play multiplayer because obviously you got a bunch of people and if you know everyone, it works out. And I like that when you're in the cutscenes, you can either join their cutscene, which you can also do in couch co-op. So if you hit L2, you can listen in on a conversation. Okay. So that allows you, it would go from, in co-op, it goes from split screen to full screen so that right. it's not just stuck in the one side. Mm. And in couch co-op, you can't do it because obviously you're both in the same room, so you wouldn't really need this feature. But when you're playing multiplayer, so like when Kevin would initiate a conversation with an NPC, you could listen in and then you can vote on what response he should give whether he oh. chooses to take it is like on his own but we could like be mm -hmm. you know if you're talking to a not a merchant but you know some major character like mm -hmm. the, in the druid enclave it has the thing and some people you have like you know the barbarian specific answer or whatever we could say oh but you shouldn't do that you should do this or you should do this check we think you should do this do you are all of you, do all of your characters get a choice? Because you're right. Like, I get different choices of paladin than someone oh, else. Yes, might. So, yeah. so do, yes. So you, you can vote, like, no, let the paladin say his thing. No, let the barbarian, like, punch So them. it wouldn't all be in the same conversation. Like, uh, so, but what Weston and I discovered playing couch co-op is that it still treats your characters and your campaign as two separate campaigns. Kind, you're playing together. But, like, mm -hmm. if Renee's character were to go and talk to this person and she gives her whole answers and everything like that. I can listen in, but then I can talk to that same person and have that exact same conversation and answer how my character would answer. That makes uh, sense because whenever yeah. you change to an NPC, it's like a fresh conversation also. Sure. Oh, sure, yes. Sure. Yeah. So basically like that, which is nice because then it allowed, cause like I, like I said, I started playing with Kevin and the other guys first. So I had seen some of that opening cutscenes, And then when I was playing with Weston, I let him kind of lead, you know, conversations because he hadn't seen it yet, but sure. it was also if my character wanted to talk and get something, you know, see if I could get yeah, something yeah. out, you know, it worked out that way too. But it also, we also noticed it did work in the opposite to where sometimes a care, an NPC will react and be like, well, I already talked to your party member or I already talked to your oh, friend and they'll still answer you and stuff. But it's like some of them recognize that they've already, yeah. if your partner has already talked to him, which is right. kind That's of cool. cool. Yeah. And it is a little weird. Like, we it took it took Weston and I a little while to understand the grouping and ungrouping of NPCs, like your oh. your your other party members, mm -hmm. like because you know obviously there's only two of us and you have two uh, floating party members, but because whoever talks to them, they get attached to you first. So we were like, and how then, do you like? What if you're like, well, I want to steer in. Like. Yeah, well, and once <laughs> we figured out how to group and ungroup, that was easy. But for a while, I think. Oh, so you could each have one NPC following you. Yeah, so that's what we've okay. been doing, but. At first, it was like, or when I was playing with Kevin. So, Weston and I did that first. And then when Kevin and I played, he had talked to the two NPCs because I was letting him lead. Oh. And they attached to him. And I was like, well, I don't care if you want to have both of them, like, or whatever. But then you have to control all three of you in combat. Oh, in battle. Yeah. So, okay. we eventually figured out how to, you know, group and ungroup so that it would, you know, be one and one at the time. But so, so, speaking of battle, whether you're playing two or four players, I would assume it's just each person would control their own character when they are on like the initiative yeah. list. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
and then they can just decide and I guess you can converse like you're doing in, in real D&D right. or yeah. you can just go mm-hmm. off and do whatever and then I assume for couch co-op do you just whoever's grouped to you you control Neutral. that character. I mean, it's still you still roll initiative. No, yeah, but like yeah, for, but I mean, like who? Yeah, contro- so who controls? Yes, Shadowheart? it's whoever's attached to you. So okay. like, if Shadowheart was attached to my character, when her turn would come up, I would control her. But okay. if Weston would control Hysteria, or vice versa. Okay. Um, and so do it's you, been interesting. Do you feel like since this is a perfect question, I've been wanting to ask someone. <laughs> do you feel like your enjoyment or your game feels enhanced? playing multiplayer over solo do you feel one is better than the other is it just a different experience yeah i think i'd go with the latter that it's just a different experience it's it's enjoying it in different ways Mm -hmm. um because i love exploration and exploring every little corner of everything and talking to everyone and all like that but when you're playing multiplayer sometimes you're at the behest of your your group granted most of the guys i'm playing with are really interested in exploring as well and jeff's played it so much now with several different people that he's kind of in the same train as me he's done everything so he kind of just lets us lead oh sure but it's hard to loot granted i do like that all of your uh all the inventories are linked oh okay in multiplayer you can lock your inventory if you want to to where people can't just pick like take take your stuff out of you but (laughs) it makes it use it's easier because if kevin's just picking everything up as he's killing things you know it'd be like he'd be like oh look i found this armor i can't use it but hey alexa you can use it and i'll send it to you and he just Mm -hmm. takes it out of his inventory and sends it to me better than diablo where you have to drop it on the ground pick it up (laughs) yeah 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 um Okay, that's really interesting. And then, like, playing couch co-op mm-hmm. on the same screen. So it's it's split screen, I guess, while you're in the op- like the overworld doing stuff. Everything is split screen. Oh, even combat. Like, yeah. it's not like one big combat mm-hmm. camera. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So that's actually a little bit of a detriment, Weston and I were talking I feel about. Because, like, the, like, the combat, field of view yeah, like whoever, can be a problem. Whoever's sometimes. turn it is, should like, it, it be... should be a big... Like yeah. it should control the camera. It's because sometimes you can roll the same roll the same initiative. So when you're uh, when you have or hmm. I we've or done a tactic where exactly I was gonna say yeah not being in combat I was gonna say we've uh, pulled Asterion into uh, so we made him a thief or I've made him a thief in all the ones that we play where he gets his two bonus actions mm-hmm. so he you know bonus action hide and then he still gets both attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do is we hide him out of combat and let him join later. Or like let I him always, get a jump on it, yeah. yeah. But I've all because that's what's so crazy about this game is just how much it feels like tabletop. Because if you really yeah. want to like plan out your crap and like go through it, and you know, the one thing is that you do have a reset in a way where you save your game right save before scum. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I restarted the same boss encounter four times one time because I was just mad about my rolls. The rolls in this game are brutal. I don't know if anybody they else are, has experienced yeah. it. Early never level. getting And I still have karmic dice on because it's on by default, which is the one that like supposed to help balance out your rolls a little bit. And I feel like I That's miss with my barbarian constantly in solo oh. play. And it really hurts. But Asterion mm-hmm. is a monster, by yeah, the way. Yeah, absolutely. Just give him strange sneak attack. Game. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He's nuts. But uh, okay, yeah. No, I've been because I've only done it solo, um, and I was just curious whether multiplayer was like worth trying to like do all of that because it sounds like there's a little bit of complication. Yeah, I mean, getting it into an online game and. You know, it, it it seems like you're right. In, in battle, I think I'd like to have people with me where we can, like, t- take it together. But when it comes to, like, exploring the overworld, that does get cumbersome with yeah. multiple opinions happening all I mean, at once. It, 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 but it, it leads to some ridiculous moments because... And then there were, we've experienced some, some weird bugs, like... Uh, so my friend Julian's playing the other druid. He's the spore druid, Circle of Spores, I think. 
Um, and you can cast this kind of like spore cloud around yourself. And so he did that, but then he picked up some new armor that he wanted to put on. When he put on the new armor, he literally started just glowing. Like his armor started glowing. Any new armor he put on, he started glowing. So I'm halfway across the map looking for something, and I just look over, and you can see him just glowing from the side. And, and apparently it's a known bug that, like, whatever spell you cast, it, it makes you glow. Yeah, So because as soon as he put on Weird. his armor that he was wearing before, he was perfectly fine. But I don't know. So I'm sure that'll get patched out. But it was just really funny there. Interesting. It, how does it work? Because obviously your experience as multiplayer sounds like you're all starting at the same time. Yeah, we did. What Pretty if, much except for Julian. He's you know, a little late. What if you know, John Michael wanted to jump into my game that's already been running for 10 hours? He would literally just get jumped and he can level up to where you're at. Oh, okay. So it goes off of like the owner? Yeah. But no, I don't. Level. What if he doesn't want to make a new character? What if he wants to use his... That I do not know. I'm, I'm pretty sure you means, have to make yeah. a new character for what I'm aware of. Because it'd be like a new character in if you, my world. Because Okay, so what y'all haven't done world. or noticed, I guess, since y'all have all only been playing solo pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so the way the saves are is by character. So like if you look, like if we were to have a visual of my Baldur's Gate, mm-hmm. when I lo- go in a load game, there is load for Shrukan, my barbarian, for oh, Alaria, okay. my ranger, and for, I don't even remember what I named, oh, Thrall, because he's a nice. druid. <laughs> uh, for Thrall, so like, well, actually, I don't have Thrall save. That's on Kevin's. So like, Kevin oh. has his character, I guess. So you're name. basically making characters in that person's world that you can control if yes. they're on and you sign on yes. with that. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I would join Kevin's game, sense. and I think yeah. I ports me in. Because yeah. as soon as I joined, that, so that game I was talking about where... Jeff was controlling my character until I got there, and then I think it ported him to character creation, from what I remember. Um, so it's as sa- soon as it kicked me, or as soon as I got in, I was controlling me. I was mm-hmm. still a spider because Jeff made me a spider <laughs> by wild shaping. So, but you know, Cute. it was like I picked up wherever Jeff left off. Okay. It's like the opposite of what Diablo 4 did. Because yes. I made all these Diablo 4 characters thinking like, well, here's my four stack character. And then it's like, oh, no, you idiot. You should have just done the same one. And then if you make multiple, it makes it way easier if you beat the game with one. As exactly. Opposed to- yeah, no, it's a little bit different, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's still, it's a learning curve. Because we've really only played together fully, I think, once just because mm-hmm. of schedules. But, I mean, it's still well, fun. That does, yeah, but that seems less ideal then. Because it's really just would be you're controlling an NPC in my world as opposed to, well, hey, we're on the same time. Why don't you take your Dragonborn right. come join my guy? I, mean, can, yeah, you know. I mean, yes and no. Sorry, Renee, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, I think it, it also works because magical items, there's only like one of each magical item. Yeah. Kind uh, of. Really? Yeah, well, like very unique magical items. Oh, okay. Like I, I've found like two of maybe the same bow, but like the further into the game that you get and like the ultra rare, like the rare yeah, yeah, items, yeah, yeah. there's only going to be one. So like... So if everyone so has really that gotta one, it, it yeah, kind of yeah, breaks yeah, 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 it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, cool. That's why it... I'm, I mean, yeah. In terms of, I guess, the world is trying to build and the rules it's trying to follow, mm-hmm. hearing about it more, like it makes sense comparing yeah. it to a Diablo, yeah, which is a lot yeah. more multiplayer friendly yes. i guess if you yeah. want to say it it's more video gamey whereas this is still this is literally they're trying their like best to tabletop tra- yes, yeah they're, they're doing yeah. as best they can to translate mm-hmm. the tabletop to the game of course they had to break some rules or modify yeah. some things classes right. rules you know leaving out the entire dispel spell dispel magic yeah, dispel yeah magic. not having dispel magic i'm like what am i supposed to do they, here they, i read an article they were like it would have literally doubled the size of the game because there's just so much interaction you could do and plus it could break some interactions where you could just yeah. like dispel whatever it was oh yep. interesting there yeah places i was like well i could just dispel this like oh that's not a thing yeah <laughs> they also nerfed mage hand slightly which is crazy because it's now only once per short rest 
Yeah, it's because oh. you can use Mage Hand for like anything yeah. and everything <laughs> in the game. Yeah. It, uh, I was telling them last week on this show, but I feel like being able to play that campaign we played with you and, and your husband mm-hmm. like has made me appreciate this game way more than I ever would have if I just picked it up. Mm-hmm. Not with that background because yeah. it's so much D&D bullshit. Yes. It can be overwhelming if you've never done it before because it was overwhelming when I first did it with all on the table. Like exactly. here at yep. least it's... Ooh, does that mean you'll want to play actual D&D again? <laughs> I'm not a... Like I'm not a... Po- I, I enjoyed our time. It, it COVID kind of killed it. Mixing it with work and other obligations kind yeah. of killed it. It's hard to get together with a bunch of other adults exactly. and do something for a long time it's regularly. Yeah, my, my yep, multiplayer like campaign <laughs> on Baldur's Gate is not as far as it could be just for right. the same reasons. Literally a tabletop party. So it's, it's... I did enjoy my time with it. I just think it's hard for me to make that long-term commitment. Mm-hmm. With wanting to do this podcast and wanting yeah. to watch football, like yep. and all these other yep. things, I want to do. Yeah. It with yeah. Baldur's Gate, you can just play on your own yep. time. Which I, I do. Which I love minutes. that aspect of it too. Yeah. Exactly. So whenever we get to a point where that can align again, I would definitely love to. I want to make a smart ass bard so bad now. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because favorite cutting words. I Vicious made. Mockery. I made my same character that. Mm-hmm. we did in our tabletop campaign in this game because it also it would speed things up for me who's more of a novice to be yeah. like I don't know what of these I want to pick I just pulled out my character sheet I already made oh I picked this one apparently great yep, let's keep it. going Nailed with it, it. Yep. Uh, but I am getting to learn about the other characters and classes by leveling up my exactly. my buddies mm-hmm. yeah it does um, help because yeah I'm a little further in now I think I finished the druid area mm-hmm. and like left to go and I'm going to find Mr. Druid I think is where I'm oh, at well, see yeah. I'm partially yeah. there like it's what I'm saying I was going uh, to the goblin can... encampment yeah mm-hmm. yeah see I just got to the goblin encampment on my solo play okay. but <laughs> I don't know if the guys have done it in there without me because oh, like sure. I know Kevin's done it on his solo character but like I don't, I don't know if, I don't think yet, we've gotten there as a party close. on our multiplayer character some goblins are talking shit in a town I had to kill them Oh, okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah you're, see, you're I found those goblins. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. I finally found the real goblins. Oh, no, they're with the real goblins. There's more goblins. <laughs> yeah, and there, there's a lot of goblins to talk to there, and some of them are kind of dumb. It's kind of funny. Okay, so we're about the same spot, and you two are probably a lot further along than yeah, that. I'm sure Renee's yep. probably passed me up at this point. I actually got the option to step into Act 3, but I was like, Ooh. I need to wrap up some stuff oh, here. yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, I was kind of disappointed because there were certain things that I didn't do in Act One that I was like, I'm going to come back to this. Oof. Yeah. Like get Carlac. And <gasps> I tried to go oh, back no. and she's not there. There's like nothing Oof. for me to go get her. Oh, no. So I'm really upset. I that didn't even get to sucks. try to make a second Carlac. character. Because <laughs> I love exactly. her. She's awesome. Oh, yeah. She seems so cute. I've seen her like little dance or whatever. That yeah. She, like like people have her like dance on bodies after. Like, she's cool as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty disappointed about that. But you know what? It just is fueling me to finish this playthrough so I can start again. Like, that's there, all mm-hmm. I want. Several characters. I'm like, well, I have to replay as X so I can get this person on my team. Because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. they're certainly not going to join me right now. Oh, mm-hmm. yep. Mainly because yeah. they're dead is probably one of the reasons. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but they seem like a cool dude. Uh, <laughs> so maybe if I roll a different type of character, they will join my team. <laughs> How how big is this game? Like, how long, like, how many hours do you have logged right now? Do you know? Is it a lot? It's probably a lot. It actually doesn't tell me. I think it just tells me, like, the time that I saved. Like, yeah, yeah it gives you a time. My okay. Earth time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Not my Baldur's Gate time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I could not tell you. Okay. I'm scared. A, a lot? A lot. It's The answer is a lot. <laughs> I assume the world is, like, just very large. I mean... 
it's one of those things where I was exploring in Act One. I was like, oh, okay. I think I've like kind of wrapped up this map. I'm just gonna go look over here, make sure there wasn't anything. Else. I was like, oh new. wow, actually, there's yep. a huge other section that yep. I didn't mm-hmm. know existed. That's why, and I just keep so going. And so it's a big map. I'm still again working my way through Act Two, which is plenty large enough. So. It, to me, it doesn't feel, because the only, like I said, I've said this a million times, but I only played a little bit of Baldur's Gate 2, but I played a lot of 1. Um, I, I'm feeling like it doesn't feel like it's as big as Baldur's Gate 1, but I wonder if that's just because the load times between getting to the different screens one, take so much time? In the first game? Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, right now, looking back, I wanted to say, like, no, the map's not huge, but it's like... When I was playing it, I specifically remember going, oh my God, there's still more to discover. And I mm-hmm. think it's because like, it's not even that the map is enormous necessarily. It's that it's well designed and yes. there's lots of things to find and do mm-hmm. within even the small areas. Mm-hmm. This is another one of those games that, it's going to sound stupid, but like I get anxiety playing because I want to make all, it's like playing a Telltale game. I have to make all of the correct choices. Even though I keep having to tell myself this isn't a good, bad choice, really, in this game. It's just a choice. I'm with you there. Like, that's why I don't Mm -hmm. like the Telltale games, because I'm going to do it wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This definitely feels like a game where it's like, eh, just do whatever you want. Yeah. It seems to adjust. It will. Where it's not, where when you play Mass Effect or like one of those, exactly. This is clearly the good answer. Right. Clearly the, yeah. Yeah. So, no, it does a good job. I mean, there are probably moments where it's like, well, I specifically wanted this outcome and didn't get it, which mm-hmm. is a little bit different than like the answer I chose, like, or, like now I get like the shitty ending where like my dad <laughs> dies or something. Cause like I said that I wasn't going to help this old lady at the beginning or something. Like, <laughs> no, that, that makes sense. And I, 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 if I probably played with multiple characters and saw how some of the other choices led, they probably all did the same fucking thing. Like, uh, yeah, I was actually going to chime in a little bit. It does, some of them because well, the illusion of choice is still probably there, but they probably mask it better or have more. I think they're bucketed. In this one. Like yeah. so, it's it's probably a little bucketed because I think uh, I I did like let's just say a barbarian prompt and it was mm-hmm. kind of similar to Kevin's fighter prompt. Oh, okay, but like it's just, it's kind of taking like that that. Uh, characteristic kind of like you're usually a tough guy type thing, so you mm-hmm. give a tough guy answer, but a little different, you yeah. know, and worded. But going back to like the amount of things in this game, how often do y'all use speak with animals? I, if I, you I, haven't, highly recommend it. You yeah. know, an okay amount. Oh, usually I talk to it. every animal I find. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, usually for me, if it's like, uh, if it feels relevant to what I'm doing at the time. Oh no, it's hilarious. Um, I love talking to all the animals. Some of them will lead you on quests. Um, some of them will bring you to places to find items. Yeah, yeah. I found an ox that says a strange ox. I think it wants to talk to me, but I couldn't uh, figure yes. out how to talk and to I can't, it. Can't stress this enough. <laughs> Moo. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to the strange ox. I don't think it. You're not. You don't get a whole lot from it yet, but he might pop up later. From what I think, I don't know. I can't tell. Is uh, that Renee is shaking? Her is that an so. ability? Like speak with animals is a spell. Oh, it's a spell. Um, there's spell. potions that give it to lots you. Lots of potions. So many yeah. Potions. Oh, okay. potions in this game are nuts. Even the health potions. I have like fifteen. Yeah, yeah you need them in this game. Well, yeah, yeah I agree. Crazy. I agree, but it's the just... The combat it, is kind of difficult. Like, not difficult in, like, uh, I keep getting wiped away, but I have to, like, sh- feel like I'm struggling through a lot of these... You gotta it, it wants you to use your health potions in this game. Okay, because <laughs> yeah, as a, as a hoarder, know. I usually try not to, but I have had to use well, them. Well, because in the tabletop game, potions are not that common, and they're, they're expensive. No, no. So it's like, 
I wasn't sure if that was going to be the case. And then Weston and I are finding like, you know, 10 potions at a time. Use your potions. Use your arrows. Yeah. Because you can okay. always buy lots more arrows. I like, don't even know I had limited arrows. I just use arrows all the time. No, no. She means like, like the, the special magic arrows. Oh, you do have unlimited other Base, arrows. Basic yeah, yeah. arrows. It's gotcha. basically what has helped my ranger become very broken. Like oh, otherwise, I think mm-hmm. she wouldn't be doing pretty mid damage. But like with the addition of like having fire arrows, ice arrows. Uh, or the she's... one, the thunder wave arrow. Oh my <laughs> so God. So good. Dude, it's so good. Good. The dumb, stupid things you can do with the Thunderwave arrows <laughs> can like one hit kill certain enemies if they're near an e- like that ledge of something. Yep. Like, oh, so good. Ooh. And then, how are y'all enjoying the inspiration system? Have y'all? Oh, oh. yeah, because it's I really fun. It's re-roll. based on your background. Well, mm-hmm. that too, but I just meant like the fact that like doing things in the game that are related to your background yeah, yeah, that you yeah. don't even know about, and it'll just be like, oh, your character's inspired. I've been wondering inspired. why I keep getting those. You can I know look why it up I on your journal page. The main game, like the, the tabletop Yeah, version, so it's, but... so like, I've gotten them from, I'm not going to say some of them, because some of them it's like, based on choice, I don't want to tell someone like, yeah. how they would get it, but it's like, it's yeah. really fun, the ways that you can find inspiration in this game, and the way it's given out, and it just makes it feel so good, because it's like, you have the idea in your mind. I'm going to do mm-hmm. it this way. And then the game rewards you for that. And yeah. it's, it just feels really good. I need to start paying more attention to that thing. So I've gotten it two or three times mm-hmm. because the reroll has saved my ass. Oh, yeah. Definitely. On those, yep. But I never knew why I was getting it. But mm-hmm. that makes more sense. I don't have to try to like, pay attention to that. I don't even remember what background I picked. I think yours is a soldier. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right based on what we did before. So... Baldur's Gate's a, it's a good game. It's very good It's game. a good video game. Mm-hmm. And like Play I said, we'll probably keep... We'll probably be talking about it for the next couple of weeks still. Um, real quick, I, uh, I've actually... Baldur's Gate 3 is not the game I played the most of this weekend. Really? That still belongs well, to Octopath Traveler 2. I'm actually shocked Whoa. at yeah. that. Still powering through. It's gotten really good, guys. Ooh. Exactly! Exactly! <laughs> I've finally gotten everyone really above level 30. I have now have everyone dual-specced. Oof. Perfect. Which... Okay. I've been putting so now I've been like swapping my team in and out a lot more, trying to find like cool combinations to play mm-hmm. with. I finally bought the ships. So now I can sail around. Yes. <laughs> Have you run into any interesting enemies while out in the open waters? Not too many yet. I explored an island and then I did a few things. But the reason I had to go do all that is because I, t- I had to do those. I had to finish those scent of commerce. Yeah. Missions where I could finish continue on with Partitio's story, which I'm in the middle of. So that's why I had to go buy the ship. I didn't. I never, I mean, I don't know. I never really used like the, the characters as cool abilities much until I was reading like a guide on how to buy the fucking ship. And it was like, mm-hmm. well, you should equip um, Agnia or Throne and just go into a new city and fucking steal everything steal from everything. everyone. How yes. have you not been doing that already? I feel bad stealing people. Why? They don't do anything about I know, it. I know. It's on them, man. That's, well, that's why I give Agnia first shot because they just want to give it to, like, yeah, give me stuff. Yeah, she just and... is cute and they're <laughs> yeah. like, all right, you can have it. So I had to go to, like, three different towns to steal enough shit to get, like, 100,000 leaves. Man, <laughs> I've been stealing. I, like, interact with everyone in town, do whatever I can to these people. Yeah, well, the also when, the, when I first when I was when I was younger, when I was lower level, it wasn't all guaranteed. But now that I'm oh, higher yeah. levels, it's just like everyone gives everything to me, and everything's like 100 percent chance for throwing mm-hmm. to steal mm-hmm. it. So now it's just like for me, if it was like over 50. percent I'm trying it, man. Yep. Like, I'll just go to the tavern and like undo it. Yeah, I don't now, care. Yeah. Like, um, so like doing that a lot more, like exploring the open world a lot more, trying to do more side stuff. So it's like 
fuck, I thought I was laser focused on getting this game done and it just fucking like yeah. open. Yeah, welcome uh, to JRPG. Like a JRPG game. Yeah. No, exactly. The, the so it's like, is. God, I was hoping to get through this. I really want to play Sea of Stars, but it's like, now I don't even know if I'll finish this by the end. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so... <laughs> Gotta get all the jobs, dude. No, yeah, it, it's good. I forgot how... How am I supposed to like level up those jobs or get to where you can equip multiple people with the same uh, job? I can't remember. Talk to the the job department. Uh huh. It'll kind of give you like a, a list of quests. Oh, to, to go do to do that. Mm, okay, because yeah. a couple of them I actually wanted to kind of double up because I was trying to obviously match with what dual class would help their main class out. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them feel awkward because I only have the one slot at this yeah, point yeah, but yeah, i yeah. want to duel everyone up once they've mastered all their own skills right just so i can have more variety in battle because yeah the the combinations of the enemies are starting to get tough like for their weaknesses and stuff mm-hmm. where i feel like i have to mix and match more but i wanted to ask you renee i was curious when you were playing um did you level up all your characters or try to level them up, up evenly or as you got further in the game did you find three that you really liked and then you just like rotating fourth chair the first one depending on what mission you were doing because i've had to do a lot of grinding because my main set was like 35 plus mm-hmm. and my backup kids were like 20s <laughs> and i was getting to where i needed to do their stories which are like recommended level 35 so mm-hmm. i've been having to like grind this weekend getting them from lower level up to where everyone else is it's very interesting because I feel like this game does a really good job of introducing a nice area to you where you can like do just a few battles mm-hmm. and then you'll feel much more comfortable. Yeah. Like you'll have a bit of an uphill climb. It's almost like being on a treadmill where you're like, I'm just going to like set my like run to like seven like <laughs> and the incline to five and just like go really hard for two minutes. And then, mm-hmm. you know, um, this game does that. Like, absolutely. Yeah. You're on the open sea right now. Like that's where you're at, like that's going to be a perfect place for you Mm -hmm. to level up. And like I said, there's going to be some very interesting enemies out there that you will probably kind of like hit a brick wall, but it's, it's fine. It's, it's a really good place for you to level up where you are right now. That's, that's what I did a lot this weekend because I'm finding myself running into walls and some of these story missions. Like I get to the boss fight Mm -hmm. and they just wreck my shit and I have to go and grind before I can finally. I don't know what it is, but I never felt like I was really grinding. I felt like I was mostly just like exploring a lot. And then Mm -hmm. once I got to the story mission, I I was like wasting Mm -hmm. these bosses. So, Hmm. yeah. Yeah, because I don't know if... And it's awkward because like my Oswald, who's my main character, is like level Mm -hmm. 45. Like he's way better than everyone else, but he can't always carry... Mm-hmm. so I uh, go into some of these fights where like my weakest person, it's their story mission. And even though the other three people are like above the recommended level of the boss or the, that mission, mm-hmm. I still can't do it until I like get everyone or at least get them a little more in line with each other. And then I'll finally get through that boss or maybe I'll realize, Oh, I need to bring someone in with more dagger weakness. Cause they have a lot of dagger, you know, opportunities to, to break their shields. So I don't know if I'm just not like putting the right team together or if I'm just trying to like go too fast because I'm moving into like chapter fours now where the recommended Mm -hmm. level is 45 and I had to bust ass to get someone to 30 to their level 35 (laughs) recommended challenge, you know? So it's like, well, fuck, I need 15 more levels just to do the next one. And that's where I'm kind of running into another hang up of am I just supposed to have three really strong dudes and then bring in the fourth person whoever's mission it is and just drag them along? Or, or am I supposed to level everyone up kind of equally so I can hot swap in and out as I as I need to? I think 
what you could do that would be helpful is um, since I started with Temenos and he's, you know, a cleric, mm-hmm. I, his second class was always a scholar. Yeah. So That's what you, could, too. Yeah. you could, yeah, you could kind of do the same thing where, and it always felt like also that Timonos was like so far ahead of everybody else mm-hmm. that like it didn't matter the situation. Like if everybody's hurting, Timonos heals. Yeah. And we just brace ourselves like to be able to DPS out of it eventually. Um, or Timonos just like goes in really hard. Um, mm-hmm. I played really defensively. We have another friend who, mutual friend who played this and he played incredibly aggressively. Like he set up all of his teams to like, set up to sweep whereas i would constantly Mm -hmm. play like super safe mode like very defensively to set up my nuke to like Mm -hmm. yeah but i would always set myself up like very defensively at first put up a wall you know interesting Um, yeah not very aggressive very just like break them oswald fucking throw fireball like just brace until hikari can hit him for like three thousand damage at a time he's got a lot better for me as i leveled him up see and i was now now it's made of a thief yep yeah Hikari. 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 <laughs> My Hikari stayed as a thief for a really long time, but there will mm. be like another um, class that you'll unlock, one of the hidden classes, which I know Ooh. that you will unlock <laughs> because it's it's a fun one to get to uh, and it's pretty easy to get through as well um, that you'll be like, oh yeah, this is the obvious, <laughs> the obvious one him. to make yeah. him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I switched. I originally had Oswald as a warrior in the second class just so mm-hmm. I had more... Uh, coverage between magic and physical but i switched him to an apothecary which has been working really well because nice. the apothecary has that passive that you regain 30 percent of your hp and sp after each battle yeah, yeah. so yeah, oswald nice. just fuck him up with magic re- that's free, good for free, ma- free hp yeah that's really mm-hmm. good for grinding yeah and then if you i turn that off for a boss fight because if you break them you get sp back mm-hmm. which has been more beneficial in yep. boss fight so now now i'm trying to match up the passives and what's work now that i've never really considered any of those skills and i never got that far in the first game mm-hmm. so this has really helped like kind of make this second half of the game fresh yeah yeah because yeah. it's not just okay i need to use these and do the same thing now it's like oh shit well i just made particio a dancer so now i can like buff oswald with magic and then give him B- bp too and then just like mm-hmm. fucking nuke him every time you know so uh, I'll probably be playing this a lot more. We're not going to talk about it every week, but <laughs> I really just wanted to ask you those little tips because that's where oh, I'm yeah. kind of stuck and felt on because I, all my people are 35 plus mm-hmm. and then I did all those missions. And it's like, well, fuck now my bench is like 20 <laughs> and they can't, they can't, I can't even carry them through a level 28 or 35 story mission with them at 22. Like I yeah. had to like get them up to 30. Yeah. I guess to answer your question too, cause I didn't really answer it, but yeah, it was just like Temenos is just like the, I don't know, always like 10 to 15 levels mm-hmm. ahead of everyone. And then I'm constantly swapping. And I, I would have people with like very dedicated roles. Like Hikari would be my, you know, like warrior type of character. But mm-hmm. I, I also put um, Oshet into okay, yeah. that role as well. So if I needed a physical fighter, mm-hmm. like it was one of those. Makes sense. If Makes I need sense. a buffer, like I'm going to bring either Agnea or I'm going to bring Throne because I would have Throne as a dancer. Sure. Because dancers got so buffed in this game. They're like the best class. They're really? so good. So fast. <laughs> yeah, they're so fast. Like having the dagger attack that hits everybody and then also being able to buff. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's nuts. Hmm. And then Seal, Seal TG's seduction is like, it's the best ultimate like uh, move. It's really good. Yeah. I'm starting to lock up more of the ultimates too. Like, yeah. yes, now it's really starting to like, yes. They did a really good job of like drip feeding you. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So now it's like it feels like I said it feels like a new game in the second half. Right. With yeah. all this stuff. So uh alexa baldur's gate isn't the only thing you've been playing you have been playing something and i think renee might like it too from what i've seen based oh. on renee's interest so oh, oh, i'll let you i'll let oh. you talk about renee uh, do you like choose your own adventure rpgs yes somewhat like a visual novel um yes do you like musical theater um i love musical theater <laughs> do you like laura bailey um laura bailey <laughs> that's my goddess exactly okay then you should play stray gods stray gods it is the rpg musical it is so good. So How do I not know about it's this It's definitely... Game? It, it was an indie game. Uh, it was published by Humble Games, I believe. I, I think Summerfall Studios developed it. Came it. Out, it came out about a month ago. We yeah, talked about new early releases August. briefly. And then it... I'm sure we... But we kind of... We like... It looked weird, and we didn't know the voice yeah. talent that's in this yeah. game and really mm-hmm. what it was about. Yeah. So. I'm sure we made some wisecracks about it. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> so it's... I mean, it, I'm sure it's not for everyone, but I feel like it's definitely for Renee, uh, people who like musicals or people who like choose your own adventures and (laughs) yeah see joe michael's gonna check out right now but basically imagine a choose your own adventure in the rpg where instead of your choices like a telltale batman where it's Mm -hmm. like batman will remember this or whatever but it's like (laughs) you're (laughs) i say that batman will remember this joker (laughs) i say that about a lot of things now it's like x will remember this Um, name of the podcast yes (laughs) (laughs) um so you're, it's got some Greek mythology to it, but mm-hmm. it's set in like the real world. So you are Grace, a college dropout who's in a band, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're having band tryouts and everyone leaves because everyone sucks that you're trying to, you know, get into your band. And all right. of a sudden you start singing and about yourself, you know, <laughs> and then eventually this girl walks in who is voiced by Ashley Johnson. Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> And she turns out to be a muse and she gets killed and she transfers her powers to you and you become the next muse. So then you have to determine who killed Calliope. So it's kind of a murder mystery, Mm -hmm. but as the muse, you use, do you put the glad in gladiator? You do put the glad in gladiator (laughs) because the way that you get through your encounters to question people is you use your powers as a muse to, not necessarily force them to sing. You force them to sing, but you can't force them to answer you a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's basically you're making them sing what they feel. And the choices that you make throughout the songs change the actual songs mm-hmm. that play. So there's a bunch of different song combinations. There's three different. So you have like three different personality types that you can choose at the beginning. You can be kick-ass, which will give you like a more of a punk rock sound. Or you can be clever, which gives you a little more jazzy feel. That's cute. Or charismatic, which is kind of more <laughs> upbeat you know, type stuff. And so you can kind of mix and match throughout the game and get different soundtracks, which is fun. You only get to choose two of the personality traits through a playthrough. Mm -hmm. So my first one, I chose clever and then I chose charismatic and some dialogue choices outside of the songs will be locked depending on what, you know, Mm. personality trait you chose, but it's really short, which kind of sucks. I mean, it's $30, but what are you playing it on? I played it on PS5, but it's available on switch steam. I don't know about Xbox, but um, I enjoyed playing it on PS5. It did have some problems. I don't know if they patched it yet with leveling, volume leveling. So some mm-hmm. people would be really quiet outside of like combat, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and some would be really, really loud. But uh, they're working on patching it. Like small just, studio, please understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can confirm that this is on uh, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Uh-huh. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it came out on August 10th. Oh, yeah, it did. We um, talked about episode 259. Yeah. But basically, 
I saw an ad for it or I was I saw an article about it, clicked on it, watched the trailer, and I was like, okay, this is going to be great. The music is really good. Um, the song talent's really good. They've got some well-known voice actors. Anyone who likes Teen Titans, Kari Payton's in it. Um, he was cool. Cyborg. He right? was Cyborg. Oh. He plays Pan in this game, as in you know the god that looks like a satyr with horns and everything. Um and then oh. Dreamy Troy Baker is in it as Apollo. There's The Last of Us cast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, basically. Um, they spent all their money on voice actors. Yeah, pretty say. much. But I will say it, it really works. Um, well, when you have a game that's narrative driven like that, a choose your own adventure visual novel type, like the voice, like the voice actors are yeah, basically yeah, yeah. the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I will say the graphics, they're pretty, but they're not anything to write home about. It's it's really nice line work, and it's kind of I'm not going to call it stop motiony, but mm-hmm. like they kind of just move and it, they're kind of like hades y- a little sure. bit oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah like yeah, not yeah. as the art's not as good as what like hades yeah. does in all of their games but it's that kind of style sure. it's that hand yeah, drawn yeah. and that kind yeah. of like yeah like she said, oh, it stop looks movement. like comic book yes yeah, like yeah. and it's Actually, good it's just like the it's like the cutscenes aren't fully animated it's like you know she kind of stop motions her way across like, like the this thing is like it, a thing that i keep seeing more of i think yeah it helps keep development costs low because it's kind guessing. of mm-hmm. which, you know, i mean like i said it's a small studio i don't i really don't even know what else they've done but i mean i, I want more of this artist actually really you know like um there was a series of Teen Titan like fan art that was actually going around. Um, I'll show you some later. But, uh, <laughs> it was, no, 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 it's really it's cute. It's like oh, okay. modern like Teen Titan. John like, Michael wasn't sure it, where this was going like, here. Yeah, no, no, no. It it just it looks like that artist style. And I'm wondering if it's the it same could artist. be. I really yeah. don't know, but it, I really do like all the characters designs. They're fun to look at. Like it, mm-hmm. it's good. It's just don't expect like a fully you know, animated cutscene type thing. Like they, right. they're kind of, you know, they spent the, their money on the voice, on the voice acting, acting yeah. and the music It yeah. is very good. I, on, if you buy, you don't even have to buy the game on steam, but if on steam, they have a soundtrack pack that has four different versions. So they have a Pantheon edition where it's kind of an, a mix of different colors that you could mm-hmm. pick or like the different types of songs that you could pick. So it kind of gives you more of a playthrough feel where like, I'm going to make these different choices and get these different songs. And it also has all the different like background musics that are during like dialogue parts that kind of transition you through. Then they have the three different colors, like tracks all the way through. So if you were to choose blue for every choice, you Mm -hmm. would get this song, like these songs. If you chose red. Oh, so it changes depending on your. Yeah. Hmm. So you could do, I actually platinum the game. And one of the things that you had to do was to get all 46 songs oh wow yeah it it took a while um i had to look up a guide actually on how to get one because the aphrodite section has seven different outcomes (laughs) yeah like that you don't realize it without looking it up but there's seven different patterns i guess just it's just like uh dialogue selections that lead yeah so like basically in the song you know they'll start singing or whatever and then grace will react she'll either say like for example in the aphrodite one you can say like focus on this focus on this because it's mm. about her feelings and then aphrodite will react and sing in a different way based on what you pick for her or you know grace will sing based on how you pick for her and it's just really interesting and it's pretty well written um i i thought it was very solid i listened to the soundtrack for about two weeks nonstop. <laughs> all the songs just get stuck in your head no matter how much you play it but how long did you say it took you to beat it my first playthrough doing all of the dialogue options that i could and you know going through the songs it was about three hours but it definitely oh. 
promotes replayability because it wants you to because when you're doing it, it's like oh man i wonder what the song would have sounded like here because if you're playing through it like frequency yeah because <laughs> one of the things i played through and i was like man this part of the song sounded really cool because it was like the red you know punk rock version but then like if you switch and you're doing something else and the songs are very different and can feel very different mm -hmm. and then the last song of the game i won't say anything but like it does a really good job of like pulling a lot of the threads of the other songs into it. So like depending on your choices and the ones you make there, it's like it kind of pulls in and you get that feel throughout the whole song. So this sounds so cool. It is. Play. It's all your favorite people I, in it too. Yeah. yeah. I think oh my, my platinum took me, I think, twenty five to twenty seven hours. Oh, that's pretty quick. Yeah, it was probably a three full playthroughs and then you can go back sorry. You can go back and load your save at a point because it's a narrative driven game with choices it will reset all your choices at after that point right so don't try to be like oh i'm gonna get all these things right here i mean you could you could just be like i'm gonna do all the paths right here but then if you it's more fun to go through it first with all the choices you think you would make mm -hmm. and then go through and be like okay i want to hear all the blue songs let's go through it that way but highly recommend i've told many people to play this game <laughs> i'm actually going to force my friend who doesn't play video games to play it when she comes in because she really likes <laughs> musicals Love so it. nice, nice. perfect uh, let's see. Before we get into news, I want to take a trip back in time a little bit. Ew. This one is special to me, not because of the game, but kind of. We'll discuss. But because it came out on my 13th birthday. Whoa. So, this uh, is growing up. on September 17th, 2002, Kingdom Hearts dropped on the PlayStation Ooh. 2. Oh, my God. Simple and clean. Oh, no. Introducing <laughs> that entire series to us. Little did we know back then... That would turn into dog shit. Um, <laughs> but the original came out September 17, 2002. I didn't I was, know it came out on your birthday. I was in a Toys R Us again. It was shortly after my birthday. And I just remember seeing the Square logo on it. And I was playing through Final Fantasy 8 and 9 yeah. and 10. And I liked that. And growing up, we were a huge Disney family. So I was mm -hmm. like, it's, it's Final Fantasy and it's... Disney, oh my god, I absolutely need this game. Plus the cover shine. Yeah, yeah, like a, a weird <laughs> holographic cover. Yeah. Uh, so I bought that. And yeah, little did I know it turned into like the meme of fucking anime bullshit. But that first game. <laughs> that first game is pretty good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Kingdom Hearts 2 is my favorite, but. Um, the first one is the one that I think, you know. I think they kind of almost caught lightning in a bottle there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think from there they tried to do too much with it. And they, they didn't yeah, keep it not simple wrong. stupid, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. You need one stupid anime character <laughs> mm -hmm. that can be your main dude. That's fine. And then everything else, you just put a stupid anime guy into Disney movies <laughs> featuring Final Fantasy characters. At some point, they were like, we don't need Final Fantasy characters. We don't want these characters that people already know and love. We also want to choose the worst Disney movies to put yeah. characters in. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't like look at the first one and they're like, this was cool and people liked it. Mm -hmm. How do we ruin this? <laughs> that was that's their mantra from like the end of two on. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, plus two like starts all weird and that's the that was like literally the first uh, what do you mean it's weird? The first instance of, <laughs> oh, you didn't play this other game before you played oh, Kingdom oh, Hearts oh. 2? Yeah. And to how Kingdom it doesn't matter because it opens up and it's like, here's a new character you yeah. didn't know about. <laughs> Figure it out. It's a cold open for this game. <laughs> and we're not going to explain anything. Not at, nothing. And it goes on for forever. I hate yeah, it. I hate it. It goes on for like four two. more games. <laughs> 
man, because I, I ripped when three came out. It's like, wow, I didn't play the other eight games that came out between the games called two and three, but I didn't even realize two got us, what was that, oh, six? So, like, yeah. 17 years oh ago with, God. oh, you didn't play the fucking Game Boy game? Chain of Memories. Chain of Memories, dude. Can I play the Game Boy oh, Advance man. game? Gotta know my swords and stasis. <laughs> But yeah, I like. I mean, the first Kingdom Hearts was called cool as shit when I was thirteen. Oh, yeah. oh no! What was yeah. your favorite world? Oh man, you I know. see. I liked Hercules because it was just like arena mode, and I really liked Hercules mm-hmm. as a movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to like, you know, just thinking back, the ones that stick out in my brain is honestly like the the little the Twilight Town main hub. I yeah. Know it's yeah. Not like a Disney stage, but like it's a good that's where that. the Final Fantasy is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> honestly, yeah, but it's like the music there is so good, and it, I don't know, it's mm-hmm. just a, a fun, cozy aesthetic there. And it slowly opens up the further and further yes. you get into the game. Very exactly. clever, very well designed. Yeah, and then honestly, like weirdly, like Monstro is the one that like sticks in my brain. Interesting. Like, okay, that is an interesting one. Yeah, I know there are plenty of other ones. Yeah, obviously, like the Coliseum is great, but like. Going inside Monstro, I don't know why that like just core memory of being inside Monstro. Like, <laughs> see, mine is like all I remember is the Alice in Wonderland part. Oh, and that That's music like that just game, sticks though. in your head. <laughs> because because I, yeah, yeah, everyone I, can hum it right now. I feel mm-hmm. like yeah, we were just there like fucking forever. You are, and yeah, it takes a long. Time. It's at the beginning. It's and in every game too. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's it. Uh, Agrabah is also cool. Agarabah was so underused in the first game. I really like the Colosseum as well because I love a nice like battle royale sort of mm-hmm. situation. That's where Sephiroth is, yep. of course. And it's Sephiroth. where Cloud is first introduced and his cool like little <laughs> oh, bat wing. So brooding. Yeah. It's <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, but I also really liked the Peter Pan world because yeah, one. like fly. being able yeah. to fly Freely. and that yeah. like boss fight is really good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yes, it is. That's a really yeah. good boss fight. Do you fight um, Night on Bald Mountain in the first game? Yes. Okay, that was really cool, too. Chernabog. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about some news. New, new, new. And before we get into news, let's start with my new favorite segment of the show, Rumor Has It. Ooh. Because it's a big, rumor. fat rumor that came out last week that uh, Nintendo reportedly demoed the Switch 2 at Gamescom this year. Gamescom. And reportedly the visuals are, quote, comparable to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Interesting rumor, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I do believe that they showed off a prototype of something Mm -hmm. comparable to PS5 and Xbox Series. How... I can compare a lot of things. It doesn't mean that they compare equally. <laughs> and also, like you, that statement is more loaded than you think because those machines came out three years ago, and by mm-hmm. the time this thing comes out, four years ago. You yeah. know, yeah. so like by then we might have a PS5 Pro or an mm-hmm. Xbox Series X 360 or whatever <laughs> uh, to put it again ahead of where they're at. But this is also like a big leap for Nintendo because they've never really ever shot for parity since like the GameCube. Yeah. And I'm sure this is, uh, look, I'm not here to discourage or disparage them in any way. Um, but, you know, I, I assume that the graphics will look good. It probably, like, can do particle effects now. It's probably what they mean. Yeah. It probably has, like, particle processing or something <laughs> um, to where it doesn't look like it came out, like, in the 90s or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that that's not what the Switch graphics look like, but sometimes if you go play a PS5 game, you switch mm-hmm. over to a Switch, you're like, I don't, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> um, according to Eurogamer, uh, the Switch 2 was shown running a souped up version of Breath of the Wild. 
Okay. Although there's no suggestion that they're going to make a Breath of the Wild. So like, yeah, I'm about to say well, like, HD. like a tech demo probably yeah, or like took that into so the really because it. apparently it was also running um Epic's Unreal Engine 5 tech demo I was with the say, Matrix. It probably just put something in Unreal and threw it in there. Yeah. Like that's how you compare it to PS5. It's it's got a screen. Was it actually playing a game or was it playing a video cuz those can look different. The site, uh, this is all from IGN, the site, uh, which is Eurogamer, said that this demo ran using NVIDIA's AI-powered DLSS upscaling technology along with ray tracing with visuals comparable to PS5 and Xbox hmm. series. Um, it's also reported that it'll be coming out in the second half of 2024. That's that's a consistent rumor. We've seen that. I mean, they've come out and said it's not coming out until the next fiscal year, which starts in April. So April 1st is the soonest we'd see it. Um, reportedly, it will be uh, used. It could be used in a portable mode, sure. like the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, reportedly, it's going to have an LCD screen instead of an OLED screen to save on Boo. cost, which we've seen that one. Boo. The PlayStation Portal is doing that too, going from LCD to OLED. The uh, 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 cynical side of me says, "Well, duh, they'll sell you the OLED in three years." Yes, like they're doing here. So wait uh, but it's, mm-hmm. they're saying to keep costs down, but. It might be, but also be so they can sell you yeah, another one later, which is really disappointing. I want the but one. yeah, exactly. And then the big question comes down to backwards compatibility because it reportedly will have a cartridge slot, but I've seen talk that it's a different, different format. Yeah. So it, you know, the DS was a different cart format, but it could play uh-huh. GBA games. Yeah, exactly. So that's not saying that this wouldn't be backwards compatible. I feel like they'd be extremely foolish not to keep that going. I mean, would it be difficult to put just two cartridge slots? No, 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 it wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I think that you could do something to where like old disk drives had, where you could put like smaller size. Yeah. Or yeah. You make it wider. Swap, and it goes mm-hmm. in, yeah. fits in the same slot. Well, the DS basically. and the 3DS also, because the yeah, 3DS just notch. had like a little lip. Exactly. Yep. So yeah. they've done it before. So it's there's a strong inclination they could do it again, but it's Nintendo and they like to do their own thing. Yeah. And then also it comes down to everyone, you know, playfully debating what are they going to call the damn thing? Because I'm in the Super Switch camp. And I, I, I would love a Super Switch. Die on that hill, and they'll probably make it some. It's going to be the cause... Switch Two, but T O O. The Switch U. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they really fucked that up with the Wii U, so I really Swatch. hope they do it. They, I, Swatch. I feel Wii like they Switch. have to make it obvious. Like, yeah, we Switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say I feel like they have to make it obvious because they fucked it up last time. But again, it's Nintendo, so you never know with them, and it'll still sell bazillion units. It will. Um. So. Yeah, that, that was probably the, the big rumor. I, I do feel like it probably was there, right? Whether all these specs or not are true or yeah, not. But you know, they I had to be showing that off behind closed doors. I mean, take it whatever grain of salt you want. Reading Reddit comments of people who are apparently at Gamescom saying like, oh, yeah, we saw like big dudes like guarding the Nintendo yeah, you know, booth they, and stuff. So, you know. um, it also makes sense why games like uh, like Metroid Prime 4... Like still haven't come out. I mean, it's kind of like release. When, yeah, great dual release option. Mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. also came out and said, related and unrelated to this, that um, Nintendo's moving on to a new Legend of Zelda game. They're not mm-hmm. supporting Tears of the Kingdom with a DLC this time. Uh, so I mean, they could be yeah pushing development to get another one out for this or new launch, machine. Maybe. Launch might be lofty yeah. unless they've post, been kind of yeah, working on the yeah, past, but maybe like even a 2025. Holiday season. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. Um, or do they do like a Breath of the Wild HD? Well, you, know. you know, like maybe. if it's supposed, like 
seeing Mario finally in HD for the first, like it was like it really cool step, right? And like Breath of the Wild, I'm sure looks great for what the Switch can do. But can you imagine what that game? Yeah. It- could look like like do you think they do something Genshin like impact that? I'm yeah, about to say yeah that's right I, exactly they have like they have to go after that right again it's like someone's done it better than you so you kind of have to mm-hmm. anyway um so yeah we'll 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 keep an eye out for that um but i mean really next year the switch would have been out for seven and a half years that's scary for a like for a holiday like 2024 release right no, so that makes it it's time for it, a new it's console. It's definitely mm-hmm. time. I mean, it was time to get a new Switch like three years ago yeah. in terms of games. So, like I said, I'm curious on the reports of it being almost in parity with current gen consoles. Oh, you know, we'll and see. We'll, we'll see. see. I'm sure it will look very nice. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We're running long tonight, so we're going to kind of lightning around through the rest of this news as we look on this list. Uh, sea of Stars. Yep. In the first week, they broke their annual sales goal. Good for them. They sold over two hundred fifty thousand copies. Hell yeah. Which That's is also good. impressive, considering it launched on Game Pass and on PlayStation yeah. Plus Extra. Um. Then they also announced they've already started development on DLC. Good for for yeah. that game. Love so. That. Yep. Um. Sea of Stars is an indie developed pixel-inspired JRPG game. I was wondering, because I had no idea what we were talking about. Inspired by games Mm -hmm. like... Did you listen to last week's episode? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like like Chrono Trigger or Mario RPG. Okay. It's very good. It's a very fun game. Um, So congrats to them. That's that's fucking awesome. They've earned it. And uh, look for that DLC. I hope to play that game this year. I just need to get to fucking Octobath. Very good. Um, Project Voltage... A Hatsune Miku cross Pokemon collab. Yeah, finally. What? You know, in Gen Five, they released a Pokemon that was based on Hatsune Miku. Yeah, Her name is Meloetta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> now they're finally like, like, oh wait, it's probably time for us to actually, actually collab mm-hmm. with Hatsune Miku. So what they're doing is they're putting out all these like illustrations of Miku as a specific trainer. So there's like her as a psychic type trainer, which has her with Meloetta. There's her as like a grass type trainer, and you know, electric and ghost and such. Um, and this is all going to kind of culminate in the end of September. They're going to release different songs from different composers, like based on her like Pokemon trainer and her Pokemon. Cool. So is she going to sing the Pokemon theme song? That would be really cool. <laughs> she should. Is she going to do the Poke Rap? That's, um, that's the real question. She absolutely should. That's actually one of my favorite like karaoke songs to suggest to super drunk people. Oh, okay. oh my it's, God. <laughs> all right. That's my new It's pretty mean, but it's fun. <laughs> Uh, Final Fantasy 16 is getting some DLC and a PC release. Ooh, is it yeah. DLC that makes it fun and good? Got um, <laughs> We don't have time to open that can of worms. <laughs> Alexis smirks at you. Uh, uh, Square Enix announced at, uh, at PAX West, which also happened this weekend. Did you yeah. know PAX West no, was this no. Too many things happen now. <laughs> that there will be two add-ons released. Both of them will be paid. And um, PC port is in development. Yeah, it's not surprising on that one. So yep. it's uh, supposed to happen this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Woo. speaking of other new game releases, uh, the two biggest turtle fans on this podcast are not here tonight. But Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem is getting a game for both Ooh. console and PC. Yep. Uh, next year in 2024 to be developed. By this is loading really slowly. Outright Games, who specializes in more uh, family friendly and, and you mm-hmm. know in kitty yeah. games, but this movie kind of I think works with that. And it does. We're yeah. getting a last Ronin game for us. Like I need mature rated video yeah. games Our to play. Grim dark. Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. Like 
more turtles is always good that was a great movie yeah all more turtles in everyone's life to play that and then plus we also have shredder's revenge like so many different yeah, like yeah, yeah. turtles there's, yeah there's, of there's a lot of content for yeah. turtle fans yeah. so it's great yeah um Daytona USA 2 Daytona is finally coming to the US as a playable game in November because you can play it on uh, Like a Dragon Gaiden the man without a name yep there you go you hey. can play Daytona USA 2, which is only released in Japan in that game. Full disclosure, that was probably the only time I was ever going to play that game anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like a spinoff of a spinoff? Because isn't Like a Dragon Guy Den already a spinoff? And this is Like a Dragon Guy Den, the man who erased his name? No, this is the continuation of the Guy Den line of Oh, like so this a Dragon is like Guy Den 2. What? Like, like this is... a. Sequel. No, this is the no. The man with no name is the subtitle for the first Gaiden. Oh, yeah, this is the first Gaiden game we're getting. Gotcha. Focused okay, on uh, Kaz- uh, Kiryu. So from the first game. Yeah, our our standard hero Kazuma Kiryu is taking over in Gaiden, and you know uh, what's the what's our new guy Ichiban? Yep. Uh, is taking over <laughs> as the the mainline Yakuza. Except I think we've actually seen more Kiryu in. I don't know. It, like, it's all conflated, but yeah, this is the first Gaiden game we're getting. Oh, okay. I thought one of those had already come out for some no, reason. No, the first Gaiden game comes out in September. Gotcha. Okay. The last one we had was the one set in feudal Japan. Oh, Ishin. Ishin. Okay. Yeah. So that's, I can't keep up. And then they change the name of the series over here. And I'm just yeah, why confused. not? You know, yeah, let's make it. <laughs> I don't care as long as the gameplay stays. <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. You can call it Doodoo Farms. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still play it. Uh,. Let's see. And some more developer news. So last week we talked about Volition closing down. Yes. Who made Saints Row. Now Borderlands developer uh, Gearbox is uh, potentially up for sale. From the same? Because they're owned by Embracer. Who, yeah. Embracer also mm-hmm. owned uh, Volition. Yes, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So they must be hurting for some money and they're looking at options. Yeah, they, <laughs> their bottom line is probably not looking so great right now. Um, they're shrugging their shoulder. They're closing yeah. up their shoulder a little bit. They're right. showing a little thigh. Yeah. I mean, we were... I mean, <laughs> some, some Gearbox. <laughs> Last year, Stephen, we were just talking about like they're doing the THQ thing again. So how are they going <laughs> to exactly. succeed with this? And obviously they aren't right. So no, they did nothing different, but the thing is, you know, the, uh, gearbox name and the borderlands name, I'd say is a bigger IP eh, at this point. Good, you know, they were looking to make that borderlands movie that I mm-hmm. guess got development hell and it's probably not helped by the current writer strike. So no, probably not. And it looks like, Let's see. Um, Embracers are probably looking at options for the US, US-based developer. Their last game was... Oh, yeah, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands last mm-hmm. year. Um, there have been other people expressing interest, but um, they don't reply to rumors. They apparently had a $2 billion deal, a $2 billion deal in the works with the Saudi government, which to fell through. sell Gearbox to the Saudi government? Because <laughs> oh it, 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 it had previously invested a billion dollars in Embracer. Yeah, the Saudi like they okay. they're buying up everything, sports leagues, you True. know, soccer players. Like, they're also going to just own Gearbox. Like. <sighs> well, it fell through, so I mean, that, I think that's why Embracer's hurting for money because they thought they I'm had this big investment like, coming in, and like... it's kind of falling out. So they're looking to kind of yeah, offload a lot of their stuff because let's see, they own the rights to Tomb Raider because they bought Eidos and Crystal Dynamics. They also have the licensing rights to Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. 
So they made those those that bad Gollum game. <laughs> that's that's shut down. <laughs> oh, no. They all shut down. They're gone. This this year, the company said it had five Lord of the Ring Lord of the Rings games in development. No. Um. So yeah, it looks like. They are uh, struggling what and looking we... to do something with all this shit they just bought in the last however many years. Let's just crowdfund and buy Gearbox. <laughs> let's, let's buy Gearbox real quick. Yeah, Randy, let's yeah. do it. We can do magic tricks with Randy Pitchford on the weekends. I don't and... want to hang out with Randy Pitchford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, be, let's put the... Uh, call it what it is. I don't want to hang out with him. Give so, Gearbox to the Baldur's Gate people. And yeah. they'll make a really fucking good Lord of the Rings game. Oh, man. So, yeah, I mean... I don't think Gearbox. They, they're not going to. They can't shutter Gearbox. That's too big. No, they're putting no, out too no, much no. stuff. Too so much I'm just really curious. Borderlands at this point. What's like, going to happen there? Yeah, I mean, I've heard good things about Tiny Tina Wonderlands last year. It's just I haven't played it yet. Like yeah. bought it. I but, think we were both supposed to play it together. Yeah, right? we got. Yeah, I got. Supposed, yeah, got, yeah. So whoops. One, one day maybe. Maybe. Um. So that's it for your news this week. But Adam, what comes out this week? That's a great question. Uh, today, which is totally September 12th, yes. you can play Eternites. On PS4, PS5, and PC. I, think I just had my house sprayed for those. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that sounds like a bug, and I'm not interested. Uh, let's see. Eternites is developed by Studio Psy, and it is not what I was expecting. It's some fucking anime ass anime stuff. Okay, that wait. is anime. <laughs> it's an, it says genre action simulation. Ooh. Eternites. Eternites. No K. No K. It's not like medievals. They're just, uh, they're just, just some forever. anime boys and girls yep. floating in space or something in this one picture I have. Yeah, okay. Uh, sure. Also, on the 12th, you can play Nor, colon, play with your food on PS4, oh, yeah. PS5, Mac, and PC. Nor. Super Bomberman R2. That's a good game. On PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. I have Super Bomberman R. That was a launch say, game yeah, on my Switch. It's great. It's a good game. <laughs> uh, now they're finally making a second one. Need All these years later. Um, a Bomberman Adventure game. Exactly. Yeah, like the N64 yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> That's Come what on. I want. Let's see. On Your September box. 13th. <laughs> oh, John Michael, I have a question for you. All right. Hit me. What weapon does Penguin use to fight the Batman? Um, Batman will remember this. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, his, it's a his umbrella. It's a gunbrella. Gunbrella. <laughs> and gunbrella comes out on Switch and PC on September 13th. <laughs> Developed by Doinksoft, published nope, can't by. Say that. <laughs> uh, it's gonna bleep that. <laughs> published by Devolver Digital. Hey, okay. Oh, fun, yeah. Okay. Uh, also on Wednesday, you can play the first DLC for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. The hidden treasure air, the hidden treasure of Area Zero, the mm. teal mask. Mm. Mm. Well, now we know what the hidden treasure is. You just told us. <laughs> yeah. Th- this is the first set of the DLC for that game. The second set comes out, I think, in December or winter 2023. Mm-hmm. I-, I guess they've been cranking out annual Pokemon games. I didn't realize there. I guess there isn't a new Pokemon game this year nah, for the first DLC time in a while. Kind of it's just a DLC stuff, yeah. which. I never finished Scarlet and Violet. It's the first time I haven't finished one of these games because it wasn't very fun. I'm going to get back to it eventually just because I I have to. This is a great time. You can play Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, colon, the hidden treasure of Area Zero. I never finished the DLC for Sword and Shield. Me either. (laughs) Finish the first one. I mean, I liked Sword and Shield, but... Renee's just sitting here judging disapprovingly. (laughs) On September 14th, you can play Ad Infinitum. Infinitum? Ad Infinitum. 
Yes, ad infinitum. Got him. <laughs> on PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. What's that do? Let's see. Ad infinitum is developed by Hikate, published by Naken. And it says industry rating, mature. It looks mature. Look, looks mature from this the picture Renee's pulling up. Is yeah. a soldier, soldier man. A skeleton He's soldier man. Screaming skeleton. soldier man. Helmet He's, on. Like He's got a helmet. Metal helmet. Yeah, like, it looks like, like World a, War One or World War Two helmet. Yeah, yep. it looks like a shitty new metal band War? like album art. <laughs> yeah, it does. Is, wait, yep. is that? that? That looks like a game. Yeah, it's probably a, game. It's a video we'll game. I, I'll get it when it's free on PlayStation Plus <laughs> next year. Uh, also, okay, a lot of games you can play on September 14th. All yeah, these well, games I'm about to say day. are on September 14th. Uh, Renee, what's that animal that you always have trouble saying the name of? It's like a little fish. A little fish? Yeah. Does it start with an X? It starts with an A and has an X. Oh, yeah. I, oh I don't know how to say it. An axolotl? An axolotl? Axolotl. Okay, well, instead of that, you can play AK-Xolotl. Is that an axolotl with an AK? Like it's like a gun. It, oh my yeah. god! Wait, is it official? Oh, it is an axolotl with an AK forty-seven. Oh my god! Oh, it is AK axolotl. Developed by that. Two Awesome Studio. It says it's a shooter. Oh, is it shocking? <laughs> and it comes out on on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. It also has a can he just have a water gun? Come on. Deceit two on PC. Uh, as well as Dune, Spice Wars, also coming to PC on September 14th. <laughs> Favorite co- cooking show channel. <laughs> Comes on after Cupcake Wars. <laughs> Monster Hunter Now on iOS and Android. Uh, Solar Ash coming out on Xbox. Dropped on oh, okay. PS5 and PS4 last year. That's the people who made um, Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah. yeah. Solar Ash. Still on September 14th, The Crew Motorfest. On PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Is that a new? That's like a not a DLC. Like it's a new The Crew game. Oh yeah, it looks like it. Yep. It's a, oh wow. Yeah, I didn't even know this was coming out. People like The Crew. Mm. Ubisoft, Ivory Tower, another Ubisoft studio. Uh, Thunder Ray on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Those are all the great games you can play on September 14th as well. As Mortal Kombat Whoa. 1, if you give them $110 or whatever Whoa. the really expensive version of that game is, you can play it early. Early access. Uh, as well as you get all the DLC fighters and the costumes and John claude Van Damme as Johnny Cage. Very cool. Very good. All for the premium version for $110. got to wait till next week if you want to play it on the basic version. That's been a really popular trend recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because Starfield yeah. and Baldur's, Baldur's, Baldur's Gate, Gate and now Mortal Kombat are all giving you three, four to five days uh, early access for giving them more money. There's several even before that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like, this is weird that all of a sudden Madden, this all Madden, pops up. you could do that this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a new thing. Pay to play early. Yeah. But and I don't care it was, that, it but. was worth it for Baldur's Gate because it came out over the... They well, at least on PS5 because it was over Labor Day Labor weekend. Labor Day weekend. Yeah. You to get that smart in. Love them. And then Friday, September 15th, you can play Bat and Kytos 1 and 2 Finally. HD Remaster on Switch. That's really cool. Yeah. Those, those were GameCube games. Game games. Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bandai Namco. That's it for your new releases for this week. Good stuff. If you want to email the show, you can. GameWareExpress at gmail.com is that email address. The only thing we have is I get $50 off NFL Sunday ticket. That's pretty good. Through YouTube TV. 
Uh, but too bad we already got a hundred dollars off an NFL Sunday ticket. But did they also maybe have a question in there? Like, <laughs> no, 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 no question. Uh, just kind of telling us that out of market games are are back. Uh, got your game day snacks? That's a question. <laughs> um, I don't know. What's your favorite game day snack? Uh, that's what that's what YouTube TV wants to know. They wrote us in triscuits. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to think of spooky party menu recently. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, because uh, I saw you you posted about some some spooky chicken tendies. Yeah, I found spooky chicken nuggies <laughs> at Walmart neighborhood grocery. Haunted They're really nuggets. cute. <laughs> With the soul of every chicken in each one. Little feather in your nugget or a little chicken in your pillow. Yep, that's right. That's right. Um, that kind of that brings us to the end of our show. Whoa. You can find Gameware on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamewareBR, as well as two convenient locations worldwide, both in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> Very convenient. <laughs> you can also follow me on threads. I am at Adam Arinder. I am also on threads at JM Carly. Oh, man. I don't even use Twitter slash X slash, I don't know, I definitely don't use threads. I do have an Instagram, so at Two Foot Hats on Instagram. Is that your is that your painting Instagram? It is, is my painting pa- Instagram because my other one is private. <laughs> and I'm on Instagram and that website that used to be known as Twitter at Vanilla Law. That's like vanilla, but with an A in A-E and an extra law at the end. Next week, we're going to kind of be up in the air because yep. I will be traveling because uh, of my birthday coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renee birthday. and Steven will be traveling because it's... Because Adam's birthday is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Pearl Jam's nearby, so you know they got to go. <laughs> uh, so we're trying to find time. To, we might be uh, posting next week's episode a little early. So we might be posting it. I don't know. We'll stay tuned. We'll have a new episode. And... I think that's it. Alexa, thank you so much for coming to Jamie. Oh, thanks for having out. me, guys. This is great. Chatting about Baldur's Gate and hearing about all of your <laughs> varying <laughs> adventures yeah. there. Uh, John Michael, Renee, as always, thank you for joining us. And if you're tuning in, we really appreciate your support. As I always say, whether it's your first episode or your 263rd, we can't do it without you. So we appreciate you coming back each and every week to chat with us. And that's it. Let's get out of here this evening. Um, be good to each other out there. And we'll see you next time.